0: The truth is the most important value we have, because if the truth does not endure, if the government murders truth, if, it, if we cannot respect the hearts of these people, then this is not the country in which I was born in, and it's certainly not the country that I want to die in. Tennyson wrote, authority forgets a dying king. This was never more true than for John F. Kennedy, whose murder was probably one of the most terrible moments in the history of our country. You the people the jury system sitting in judgment on Clay Shaw represent the hope of humanity against government power. In discharging your duty and bringing the first conviction in this house of cards against Clay Shaw, that's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Do not forget your dying king. Show this world that this is still a government of the people, for the people, and by the people. Nothing as long as you live will ever be more important. It's up to you.
1: He, uh, see my old friend John Can you tell me where he's gone He freed a lot of people But the good they seemed to die young I just looked around. Yeah, he was gone. Is anybody here? To see my old friend Martin. Can you tell me where he's gone, where he's gone? He freed a lot of people, but the good, they seem to die young. And I just looked around, and he was gone. See my old friend Abraham Oh, can you tell me hey, where he's gone Don't you know that uh, He freed a lot of people But the good, they seem to die young I just looked around Looked around. Yeah, I just looked around. Yeah, he was gone.
2: Hello everybody, welcome to a special JFK episode of Only Rebels Left Alive. Uh, This is the third episode of the show, and I was going to keep it light and just play music and not really talk too much, but um, the JFK story, which always, you know, falls around Thanksgiving, which I'm going to kind of tie the two together for the show. I, I did a JFK episode back. 2012 with my friend Anthony um, on my old show the bull pit um, but it was right when I was first getting interested in the story and it was before I had gone to uh, the 50th anniversary uh, event they had here in Southern California it was in Santa Barbara and I was just starting to read about about it, um, I was re- I was in the middle of reading Russ Baker's book, which was about the Bush family, but it, it was my introduction to the JFK story, and um, it was I was volunteering for Russ Baker at that time, uh, working with him at Who what, Why, which is his journalism site, and it was a super exciting time, and I decided that. Uh, I was going to make a my next record was going to be about the JFK assassination right around that time I was I decided to do that so um I just immersed myself in it for like five years and I read every book I could get my hands on and listen to every you know lecturer online that I could find and podcast and uh but that that event they had in Santa Barbara really changed my life and um it was pretty powerful um, so anyway we're gonna just listen to some JFK inspired songs I might talk a little bit might play some clips um, that this first song was Abraham Martin and John it was a version done by Paul Weller the song is a 1968 song written by dick holler was first recorded by dion in a version that was a substantial north american chart hit in 1968 69 near simultaneous cover versions by Smokey robinson and the miracles and mom's mabley also charted in the u.s in 1969 and a 1969 version by marvin marvin Gaye was the hit version in the uk it was also a hit as part of a medley with what the world needs now is love for tom clay in 1971 and has subsequently been recorded by many other artists the song itself is a tribute to the memory of four assassinated americans all icons of social change abraham lincoln martin luther king jr john f kennedy and robert f kennedy it was written in response to the assassination of king and that of robert kennedy in april and june 1968 respectively Coming up next is a song called Sniper at the Gates of Dawn by the new Jack Rubies. It's from the album Conspiracy of Go-Go. It's a compilation put together by Todd Gardner for the 50th anniversary of the assassination back in 2013. And from the liner notes, he wrote, um, Over the many years, many songs that reference the JFK assassination have been written and recorded. I've compiled a list of these songs on the Turn Me On Dead Man website. And that's TurnMeOnDeadMan.com dot com slash jfkassassinationsongs. Uh, that is, I'll put a link to that too. That I found a bunch of songs on there. So I'm playing songs from his website, uh, and I'm also playing songs um, from the compilation. And this song is on the compilation. In doing that, I got the idea to ask current punk garage and psychedelic bands if they'd like to contribute a track to a new compilation of JFK songs. Conspiracy at Go-Go is the result. Several of these songs were previously unreleased and all but five of the tracks have been released since 2010. As the 50th anniversary of the JFK assassination approaches, it is clear that this event is still very much in the popular mind. So maybe it was 2012 when this came out. So here we go with Sniper at the Gates of Dawn by the new Jack Rubies.
3: 69.
2: That's Rocket 69 by the Lee Harvey Oswald band. You probably didn't realize what the last two songs had to do with JFK assassination, but, uh, it's the band names, Lee Harvey Oswald band. And before that, slow motorcade, with a song called have and have not slow motorcade is my friend, Anthony's awesome band. Um, so I'm going to play a lot of stuff by them. As time goes on, you'll get, you'll probably hear the whole album a few times over the next couple years. Um, and before that was Sniper at the Gates of Dawn by the new Jack Ruby. So that was, that was a set of bands that their names were uh, referencing the JFK assassination. Coming up is something else from the, from the compilation, Conspiracy a Go-Go. It's Mal Thursday and the Cheetahs get out of Dallas. Um, In the song, the fictional world of the TV series Dallas collides with the real-world JFK assassination, which took place, of course, in Dallas. On his website, Mal Thursday claims that he was born in Dallas on November 22, 1963, the day JFK was assassinated. He explains that Get Out of Dallas is a conflation of the television program Dallas and the Kennedy assassination with Mal's childhood fantasy of saving JFK. Turn the motorcade around. He also reveals that the title is a reference to the 1975 hard rocker Get Out of Denver by the early, much better, pre-like-a-rock Bob Seger. The TV show Dallas, which, which aired from 1978 to 1991, had its share of violence and intrigue and was for a time the most talked-about television show, particularly when viewers were left wondering who shot J.R. Ewing in a season-ending cliffhanger episode. Get Out of Dallas suggests that that intrigue was at work in the JFK assassination as well.
4: A, a documentary about Dylan this just this week. Uh, it was on Amazon Prime. Great documentary. And it's about the, the early days of Bob Dylan. In the middle of this, they've got different commentators. And one of the commentators is a guy named Nigel Williamson, who is identified as the author of The Rough Guide to Bob Dylan. So, so Williamson is talking about this ability of Dylan to just really take things to a deeper, more profound level. And he uses the, the assassination or the murder of Medgar Evers as, as an example. Uh, Evers, of course, was a civil rights leader, got shot, uh, killed. And Williamson talks about how Phil Oakes, who was another folk singer, talked about the, the Evers um, assassination. In one of his songs. And he says, he ends up his song saying something like, The country gained a killer and lost a man, which is just banal, he calls it. He says, Let's look at what Dylan says. Dylan says, Yeah, but hang on. Who is this character who fired the gun? You've got to look at what lies behind that. And you've got to look at the whole edifice of state governors and marshals and sheriffs and cops that have created and support and sustained this system of Jim Crow laws and allows these injustices to be per- perpetrated. So, Dylan's genius was, was, not, was not just focusing in on the murderer. His genius was understanding that this was part of an apparatus, a structure, a governmental structure, and that if we're going to really accomplish anything we have to look at that structure. Uh, that's what what no one else was willing to do. Now, then the moderator in the in the documentary says the following. Quote, the increasing desire for significant political and social change that Dylan articulated on the album and he's talking about um, uh, the times they are changing album which was Dylan's real protest song uh, album, and he says, and which resonated particularly among the later generation was in part a result of a new optimism in America. Since Kennedy took office, the country had entered a period of unprecedented economic growth, and although the threat of nuclear war with the Soviet Union loomed large during this period, the young president seemed to represent a new era of peace, both domestically and internationally. This optimism was shattered, however, on November the 22nd, 1963. That's the moderator. Then the the, the camera shifts back to Nigel Williamson, who says the following, quote, I think the assassination of JFK scared the shit out of Dylan, if I'm allowed to say that. That they could gun down in broad daylight, they, whoever they are, the president of the United States, It must have been running through his mind. I am being called the voice of a generation, which is what they called Dylan. I am being put up there as a spokesman. I'm singing all these radical songs. I'm attacking the the whole racist infrastructure of American society. If they can shoot the president in broad daylight, what are they going to do to me one dark night when I step out of a stage door of a club where I've just sang these songs that were gonna drive them absolutely mad into some dark alley. He certainly started contemplating where all of this might end up. And it's at this point, I think, you can trace the beginnings of a more elusive Dylan.
5: Come, your masters of war. Here that build the big guns. Here that build the death planes. You that build all the bombs you That hide behind walls you That hide behind desks I just don't want you to know I can see through your masks You that never done nothing But build to destroy You play with my world Like it's your little toy You put a gun in my hand And you hide from my eyes And you turn and run farther when the fast bullets fly Like Judas of old You lie and deceive For the others to fire And then you sit back and watch When the death count gets higher You hide in your mansion while the young people's blood Flows out of their bodies And is buried in the mud He's thrown the worst that can never be hurled Fair to bring children Into the world Before threatening my baby Unborn and unnamed You ain't worth the blood That runs in your veins How much do I know? But to talk out of turn, you must say that I'm young. You must say I'm unlearned. But there's one thing I know Though I'm younger than even jesus would never forgive what you do let me ask you one question is your money that good will it buy your forgiveness do you think that it could i think you will find when your death takes its toll All the money you made Will never buy back your soul And I hope that you die And your death will come soon i follow your casket By the pale afternoon i watch while you're alone. Down to your deathbed, and I stand over your grave, and I'm sure that you did.
6: I'm sick and tired of hearing things.
2: All right, that was John Lennon with Give Me Some Truth, another song that doesn't directly uh, reference the Kennedy assassination, but it definitely is a message that applies. And um, I wanted to read you something from Yoko Ono. This was a, a review she posted on Amazon.com about the book J.F.K. and the Unspeakable, which is one of the greatest books ever written. Um, I, I hope you read it sometime. Um, she wrote, right now, I ask all of you, please, please read JFK and the Unspeakable. I cried all night reading it, and I didn't sleep a wink. It is a book that could make us stand up and change the world right now. Maybe we can save the world before it blows up. Really, Yoko Ono. Um, so I've, after spending like five years reading about JFK, I started to, you know, broaden my reading into other other uh topics and there's a book i found called who killed john lennon and that's another book you should read uh it it, it's the same people that killed jfk killed john lennon and tried to kill reagan and a lot of other people so um it's definitely it definitely ties in in my mind uh, before that, we heard Masters of War by Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan just put out, you know, we the obvious song to play is is his Murder Most Foul, which is like 18 minutes long or something, and I just didn't think it would work for a podcast. But I found this video um, that I, I played a little clip from. It's, it's about a half hour long, uh, or maybe even longer, by Jacob Hornberger. He's the president of the Future of Freedom Foundation. And he answered all my questions about Bob Dylan because that's another topic that I was interested in. I watched a documentary on Bob Dylan directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, and it just opened my eyes to Bob Dylan and, and how his significance. And, and I was curious why he stopped being political at some point. And I wondered... If he was felt pressure uh, to stop doing it out of fear for his own safety and um, this guy just addresses it in spades and ties it in with Kennedy and it's it's amazing I mean uh, he's a libertarian I'm not a libertarian although I'm probably leaning more in that direction lately than I ever have Uh, but I agree with every word he said it's uh, pretty pretty incredible Um, And we opened up with Mal Thursday and the Cheetahs with a song called Get Out of Dallas from the Conspiracy A Go-Go compilation. All right, Ashley's here. She's going to uh, present a song, a JFK song for us. What do you got for us, Ashley?
7: Okay, so this week I'm going to do things a little bit differently. This song is called Tabloid Junkie and it's by Michael Jackson and it's on his past present and future album his history album that's basically the album with all his number one hits in the song there's this lyric called jfk exposed the cia so basically, the whole song is talking about how the, the media perceives things and you shouldn't believe it, which I totally agree with, especially nowadays. I just think people should have an open mind to think about things and do more research before they come to any conclusions.
2: Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, I was reading a little bit about Michael Jackson, too, uh, in that song. And uh, I didn't know that that he actually d- didn't try to buy the bones of the Elephant Man. Did you know that? They said that he did, but and he didn't have a, a chamber or whatever they said he had.
7: Like the song says, just because you read it in the magazine, you see it on, on the TV screen, it doesn't make it factual.
2: Well, there you go.
7: So basically, in layman's terms, you can't believe everything you read in the mainstream media. It's all a bunch of hogwash.
2: That's what I'm talking about. In the news today, from the strange and weird fact file, singer Michael Jackson sleeps in an oxygen chamber. The singer says that the hyperbaric chamber has the benefits Michael of reversing the a shrine. aging process. From a a a a the news. Tá
8: About so, yeah, everybody wants to read about it. Just in back oh, see it on a TV screen. Don't about you They say he's homosexual. Sexual.
1: All that television and the media, because they all lie to you. It's called Open Your Eyes.
2: That was Lords of the New Church with a song called "Open Your Eyes," their grand opus of truth, that could have been written yesterday, couldn't have been written, could have been written in '82 when it was written, or it could have been written in '62. Uh, It's it's uh, it's too bad that that song is still relevant, however many years later, decades later, Um, and that's a live version. There is a version of that song where Steve tells a joke about Hinckley and I wanted to play it so bad and I found the link to it but the video has been removed and it's nowhere online I spent like an hour looking for this video um it's a it's a concert that was done in in 82 and he tells his greatest joke he's i'll I don't even know if I can remember it but it's something like Ronald Reagan went to Hinckley and he said, okay, I'm going to let you, let you go. I'm going to forgive you. Um, I'm born again. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to forgive you for shooting me. And Hinckley says, well, what's the catch? Cause he knows Reagan's, uh, he can't trust Reagan. And Reagan says, uh, George Bush is is having an affair with Jodie Foster or something like that. I wish I had the actual joke, but uh, I think that's what it was. I, although now I'm doubting it was George Bush, but I think it was George. If it wasn't George Bush, it should have been George Bush. But imagine the guy telling a deep politics joke like that in like 1982. I mean, to me, he's the, he's the rock and roll Bill Hicks. Um, I highly recommend checking out, of course, The Dead Boys, his solo music, but Lords of the New Church is the greatest political rock and roll you'll ever find. And he also has another tie-in with his show is that his album, with, uh, his album was called Only Lovers Left Alive, and I didn't even know that. I, I forgot. I must have blanked it out, and I named my show after it, Only Rebels Left Alive, thinking I was naming it after the vampire film, which I had never even seen. Um, but it was an album by The Wanderers, which Anthony reminded me of after he heard our first episode. He was like, dude, it's cool you did the Wanderers reference. I was like, is that what that is? Because I thought it was the movie. And anyway, so it kind of ties everything together. Um, Assassination Politics. He doesn't really sing about JFK, but he references it that way in that song. And um, it just nails it. Before that was a song called I'm Just a Patsy by the Manic Street Preachers. And we opened up with Tabloid Junkie by Michael Jackson, who I never knew referenced JFK in any of his songs. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Thanks, Ashley, for presenting that to us. So now we're going to finish up with a song that I wrote. Um, I wasn't... I'm breaking all kinds of rules tonight. I wasn't going to do serious topics, and I wasn't going to talk much, and I wasn't going to play my music, but um this song was inspired by two things it was inspired by judith baker's book me and lee which was amazing and it's very controversial um it split the jfk community in two and they hate each other and i kind of for a while felt a little bit ashamed that I included stuff, you know, there's two songs on my album that uh, talk about, that reference her story, which is A Love Affair with Lee Harvey Oswald. But I'm not convinced that that I should feel that way. And um, I'm kind of back to now feeling pretty good about it. Uh, It's very convincing and it's heartbreaking. And the gist of it really is why I made my record. And it was because Anthony had gone to see her talk and we talked about it. And he said, uh, you know, she says that Lee Harvey Oswald actually saved JFK's life once and tried to save his life again. And so that just that concept, that idea was mind blowing to me because I was always intrigued by Oswald probably because, um, Gary Oldman played him and Sid in Sid Nancy. After Sid Nancy, who is, you know, a cool punk rock villain, he goes and plays Lee Harvey Oswald. So it's like that sort of connotation that tie. I was always kind of fascinated with the guy. And um, so you get to know him really well when you read that book. The song Let It Be Me by the Everly Brothers was their song. You know, they were in love. They were young. They were working for the CIA in New Orleans and their song was that. And I was so moved by the story. I, I was like, I'm going to write a song from Lee Harvey Oswald's perspective, singing to her, thanking her for speaking out and letting his kids know that he was innocent and who he really was because he's become such a monster in our culture, you know. And um, so the voices leave, but then it changes at the end, and it talks about JFK and having gratitude for JFK. So the song's called Gratitude. And the idea for Gratitude came from um, James Douglas. There's a video where he talks about... um, how how JFK's anniversary of his death happens near Thanksgiving, sometimes on Thanksgiving. And he talks about how he saved the world and a lot of us wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for him and what he did. And he died, you know, a heroic death, saving us all from nuclear annihilation. Um, because if you learn the story, you'll understand that we were very close to having war with the Soviet Union and he was surrounded by hardliners who wanted war with the Soviet Union and Khrushchev was sur- surrounded by hard- hardliners who wanted war with the U S and he and his brother alone pretty much stopped it. And, um, it's one of the reasons why, you know, they got him. So, you know, tying it in with Thanksgiving, gratitude, uh, it's how I want to end the show. I will uh, talk to you again soon and have a great holiday.
9: My last the summer of '63, working down in New Orleans, spoke Russian to you in the PO line. Lucky it was to you that I was assigned. I'm sorry I couldn't make it out I learned too late of the truth about How I was nothing to them but a sap They got me good in that basement trap But the reason why I'm singing this song So thank you honey, for being so strong
4: Topic on which ignorance too often abounds and the truth too rarely perceived, and that is the most important topic on earth peace.